Welcome to the Dogs Are the Best Friends podcast. I'm Emily, and my best buddy, Flynn, is here too. I just have three quick announcements here. First up is telling you about our guest. Her name is Diana, and she is just warm, witty, wonderful. Yes, I'm using alliteration, by the way. (laughs) I'm a former elementary teacher. I don't know what else to tell you. But she is a wonderful dog mama, and she has rescued two dogs, and you will love her story. The second up on the list of what to share with you is starting September 2nd. On Wednesdays, yes, on Wednesday, I'm calling it Wednesday Wisdom, and I'll be adding another episode from now on on those Wednesdays where it can be anything from training tips and you know, little tricks and things to help you tweak it to get the behavior that you need. And the other thing will be more dog stories. Imagine that. But I've gotten such great feedback from people that they're enjoying the stories and they want more of them. And then they also want some training help. The very first episode on that 2nd of September, by the way, I'll be sharing ways that you can keep your dog busy while you're working. Now, I'll be working at home. I'm an educator and I'm starting back up again. And so that is a little crazy because somebody, Mr. Flynn, likes his snuggle time and it will be definitely cut into. I have to work. Third up and last is if you'd like to meet other dog owners that love to share their fun stories about their dogs, join our group, the Dogs Are the Best Friends Facebook group. And one of our first little workshops is called Wellness is also for our four-legged friends. And our member Tiffany will be leading it. This group is totally free, so join us. Here is Diana's dog story. Enjoy. Oh, but be sure to listen to the end when she has an excellent idea for the best candidate. Diana, I am so happy that you're here today. You are so fun. And we're already talking and I realized we probably should like get into the interview part because you are truly a dog person. You're my kind of person. You're oh my, my God, person. such a dog person. Yes. Such a dog person. And I'm so excited because you have two coonhounds, right? You're talking about I two. do. I do. Tell us about the babies, the fur babies. Well, we have Maverick who just recently turned 13. He is a blue tick coonhound mix. We don't know what he's mixed with. Um, we haven't had that test done. We, we just figure he's he's mixed with perfect. Um, <laughs> Love it. And then there's his sister, uh, our holy terror. He's like the kind Buddha, soft, beautiful energy. And she's like, I don't know, about out of hell. Um, but we love her immensely too. She's 11 and she is um, a tree walker, um, black and tan coonhound mix. And how big are they? Like explain to people like the size of those puppies. Yeah, so he's, you know, when we got him, we got him at uh, 12 weeks and uh, we had a couple of vets tell us, oh no, he's going to top out at like 40 pounds. And other human beings, intuitive human beings, were like, 40 pounds? Have you seen his paws? <laughs> right? We're like, we know there's no way he's going to be 40 pounds. Right. Um, <laughs> and just a cute little aside, when I first got Maverick, I asked him, like over and over at night, I, I asked him to keep hold a promise for me. I said, please don't lose the pink spot on your belly because he has oh. a beautiful little pink spot on his belly. Oh. And would you please grow into being 75 pounds? Like, I would really love that, right? Wow. <laughs> he's 75 pounds. I kid you not. Oh my God. And he still has the pink spot. Oh my goodness. That's so cool. <laughs> so cool. Wow. Yeah. Magic. 
My theory is you need a dog, you can spoon. If you can't spoon the dog, you need a bunch of little ones, right? Right. <laughs> Be the crazy dog lady that has like 10 dogs. <laughs> ten right, little. right, right. All under 10 pounds. <laughs> I've heard that about spooning though. That's great. That's very original. Can you give me one word for each dog? For Mia, I would say stubborn. Okay. Like just the queen of, st- I have never seen anything like it. Uh, Maverick, um, love. Oh, yeah. Just every inch of him oh, is love. Just, it's, it's crazy. That's so interesting. So she's stubborn and he's love. What have you learned from these two then? You know, they obviously have very different lessons for you. I love that you're pointing to that because I think, well, what's another angle of stubborn? And I think if we're looking at polar opposites, because in a lot of ways they are. So if Maverick's love, I think of the polar opposite of love being resistance, right? Because love is all allowing. Yeah. It's just all resistant. And that's Mia. Like uh-huh. her way or the highway or the and Maverick's just like this beautiful Buddha love energy. I mean, I think he's dispelled, he continues to dispel so many myths in my universe. Oh. I, I've, I will absolutely always consider him my greatest, greatest teacher. He is. He's my guru. I want to say maybe because he is that love and like everything about him is a push to be more loving. Oh, wow. And so when I'm not, like when I'm out of the flow of allowance and love, it hurts because he's such a master at it. And I feel like it's me, um, what's the word, uh, not acknowledging the gift that he is in my life. Right, right. But I don't use it as this odd, like, guilt thing uh, to self-discipline myself or something. But he's, yeah, he's literally, um, plus he's, you know, when we got him, I... I don't think I've ever believed in that whole like love at first sight, like real love, true love. Right. Um, But I mean, I was so deeply hit with a love bomb by him (laughs) within, I mean, within 12 hours, you would have thought that we uh, had had him for 12 years already. Really? Wow. It was, it was nuts. I was like, what is this? This is no, I get it because Flynn and I, everybody, you know, thought we'd been together forever, like within a week or two, we were just so bonded so quickly. And it was mind blowing. I didn't even know you could do that because he wasn't my dog from a puppy. I thought that was a puppy thing. So tell me one of your favorite stories to tell about, you know, either both dogs or one of those dogs. Yeah. So I like to tell the story about how we got Maverick because I waited. I was one of those people. I'm a Virgo. So I can be a little too damn practical and planning, but I wanted to be in a space and in a situation. I didn't want to have a dog that just got locked up in the condo. Right. Like I was like, if I'm getting a dog, I'm doing it right. Cause I'm not going to feel like a crappy dog mama. Right. Um, so my partner and I had moved into a condo that allowed us to have a dog. And I was working half time at home in my business and then half time outside. But, um, so we just hit this point where the landlord was like, yeah, you can totally get a dog. So we went looking uh, at the Boulder County uh, Rescue, which uh, just for your listeners, oh my God, the most amazing rescue ever. So we, we went and there was a border collie there, a puppy. And my partner, my partner would have taken anything home. He's like, <laughs> this one, this one, this one, right? But I was like, no, I got to have that feeling. Um, and I was like, ah it's not it. 
And I remember my partner being really like, oh, she rains on all these spontaneous parades, right? But I could just feel it. I was like, no, there is something calling us. And about a few weeks later, uh, my partner was online at the rescue looking at the dog's images, right? And he's like, oh my God, babe, look at this one. And so he showed me the image and I was like, mm, I don't know. Well, let's just go to the rescue. So we go to the rescue and we're walking down different aisles. And he goes down one way, I go down another direction. And I just like was screaming bloody murder. I was like, babe, oh my God, get over. Oh my God. And he comes running. I was literally like blocking other people from coming down because I was afraid somebody was going to take this precious dog. I, I knew. It was insane. Um, and my response was just ridiculous. A little cray cray. Over the top. <laughs> yeah, over the top. And so he comes and he looks in the, I'm like, babe, look at him. And he goes, and he like gently like taps my shoulder. He's like, that's the dog I showed you online. I was oh. like, not the one. He's like, it is the one. He's like, what's the name? They named him Floyd. And I was like, wow. So we were like, do, 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 do. Interesting. We're both in love with the same dog. So we had the guy take him out and introduce us. And of course, we fell in love with him. Um, and uh, we had him home for just a day. And the next day, he wasn't eating. Oh, no. And he was acting wonky. Um, and the next day, it was worse. We bring him into the bed. And they were like, I'm so sorry. We're going to have to take him back. He has parvo. No. I have never felt so sick, so completely destroyed and uh, angry at God. Like, it felt like such a horrible, horrible um, tease. Like, here you got this wonderful dog and gone. Ripped and out he's a tiny little baby. Like, how could you? And, uh, yeah, it was horrible. So the good news was we didn't need to pay for, they were like, we're going to cover the parvo treatment. We didn't mean to give you a dog that had parvo and we're going to treat him, but just know that a lot of dogs don't survive and you know, he's a pup and blah, blah, blah. We we go in every day and Saturday we went in and he looked worse than we could barely even get a tail wag. Whoa. I was just like, oh my God, we're going to, I can't take this. Um, And he was only in for like, I think three days by Saturday. And they told us we're going to have weeks. It's going to take a good two weeks for him to, if if he doesn't come around. So Sunday comes, you can't visit on Sundays. Oh my gosh. And so I'm like, oh my God, if he passes today, I'm just going to lose it. Right. Monday morning, I'm like their first phone call, right? Because uh, we want to come in. We want to see Maverick. And she goes, is he doing okay? Like, you need to take him home today. He had an amazing turnaround last night. Whoa. He ate a pool bowl today, and he nearly bit our resident's finger off. Yeah, come and get him. And we were like, what? You got to be kidding me. And so we, uh, you know, they came out with him, and he literally jumped out of the vet's hands, the vet tech's hands, and into uh, David, my partner's arms. And David couldn't even, you know, contain him. He was just like kissing him all over. And like, it was like he couldn't crawl into David's chest Aww. fast enough. It was just the most. Um, wow. Like a heart yeah. connection, like literally had to be right there. 
Yeah. We were just like, you know, not only what an amazing, the vets were like, it's crazy how fast that turnaround was. Like, we don't know how how he did it, what, Um, but we've always had that, you know, when you, when you go through such a big experience like that and just to realize the depth of love. It sounds like, you know, Maverick's pretty cool. Like you guys are in sync, let's put it that way. But then Mia, it's, it sounds like she really challenges you in some different ways. So like, has it been a challenge with training or just even bonding with her or, or like, have you overcome some of that or, you know, what would you say? She's got this. Um, and I know we, we did this. She, she doesn't like other dogs. Oh, okay. when we brought her home. I, I kid you not, like we went to the airport, picked her up, right? Because we oh, wow. got her from a, a kill shelter uh, in Tennessee. Wow, she had flown home. over. Yep. Yep. And they, we walked in the door. I had her in my arms. She was still coming out of the, you know, from being drugged on, on the flight so that she didn't, you know, get too anxious. Right. And Matt, we walked through the door and Maverick looked at us like, what have you done like he knew he knew we were like "Uh uh-oh because we got her for him (laughs) that's we were like everyone's like you can't just have one dog you have to have two that's so mean he says it but that's not true yeah so apparently it's not true so the look and maverick had already what had always welcomed everyone who came but he knew i'm telling you smart guy he was like that chick is trouble (laughs) and the drugs started coming off and she, we had the L-shaped couch. She wouldn't let him get up on the couch anyway. She started trying to own the place the moment the drug, like within an hour of being in the house. She was Whoa. like, let's get things straight. The dog bowls are mine. The couch is mine. Everything's mine. Mm. And Maverick's Buddha, right? So he would like, you know, back down. We were like, oh, this is not going to fly. Little right. Mate. Like, mm-mm. But the biggest challenge we had is she's never learned that she's not the alpha. Never. Still to this day, she challenges? Still to this day. Now they're older. Right. They, I mean, only within the last couple of years have they, it's gotten really sweet where now they lay on the bed together and their butts will even touch. We'll be like, oh my God, it's a miracle they're, they're that. And it's not that they don't love each other, right? But there's this, um, yeah, she never got it. No matter what yeah. we did, it just felt like she never and we did the, we would feed Maverick separately first right? and she would have to, um, you know, stay in her arena and then she'd get to eat second. Like we did things to try and promote that Maverick was alpha, um, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't take, because that's the question, like dogs usually you have to let them not fight it out, but let them figure it out. So do you think she actually is alpha, but you guys have like made it so she can't be and she actually is supposed to. Oh, so it's our fault, huh? No. (laughs) (laughs) The dog trainer. Yeah, because it's always the owner's fault like that. I do know. Um, Interesting. I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think outside the box because we do that. Like with Morgan and Maisie, Morgie I had first, right? She was five years old when I got Maisie, brought her home. Now alpha, like female border collies are known to be major alpha. So Maisie would push Morgan around this little stinker of a puppy. Like she would push Morgan around. Morgan would take it. And it blew my mind. And I tried to like make Morgan be the alpha dog. And finally I was like, you know what? Let's see what happens if we don't do it. So Morgan put up with everything, but I will never forget one day Maisie tried to get more. Morgie loved food. She tried to get Morgie's food. Morgan out of the blue went teeth and everything like right in her face. And I see this puddle 
like form underneath Maisie. <laughs> she peed right then and there. So it's submissive. And she's like, all right, I don't mess with Morgan and her food. Other than that, I can push Morgan around. So they figured out their boundaries and what was okay and what was. Well, I love that you say that because here's the, okay, so help me understand this though, because I want to know the alpha thing. So Maverick took crap in a number of different ways. Fine, you can have the cloud. Fine, you can go do this. Fine, you can go be the first to bark. What, like he was like, whatever. <laughs> um, but at one point, we put the food down for Maverick and she's like, yep, I'm taking that too. And Maverick tore her a new, you know what? Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, that's not happening, sister. Right? And she got it so well that she now, we have this sort of invisible line in the condo that she always stands behind while her brother eats. Yeah. But everywhere else, she, um, you know, she'll hold it. So, but who's alpha then? I don't understand. Well, technically Macy was, and it sounds like Mia is, but when it comes to food, yeah, um, that's where the alpha, like it shifts because your other, you know, Maverick's like, no, Morgan was the same way. Well, is there anything else you want to share about your dog said like from your heart that you just feel like people need to hear or I don't know any training anything at all that you want to share? I just you know, it's interesting like with the COVID thing going on. I can imagine human beings going through this experience without a dog. I I've always said um, on the off chance that I ever become president it will be mandate that every car I see on the road has a dog in it because <laughs> that's how we're going to destroy road rage. <laughs> I love it. But, and, and it'll be a tax write-off. Yeah, there you go. One to two dogs, you get a beautiful tax write-off because you're going to be a kinder human being. True. They're so- going to expand and grow you in all the right ways. I mean, th- they really are. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful to have these kids. And I really, I want to be a part of creating a world where everybody has a dog. I, I, I'm not kidding. I really think it changes human beings for the better. I love that you said that. And they, you just spoke such truth. I mean, it's crazy. I'm not like, I'm not kidding. The government should pay us to get a dog. Right. That's true. I love that. I'm, yeah, that's totally going to be in your interview because that makes so much sense. And that I've never heard anybody put it like that. And you just said it a wonderful way. You're so right. It would make a huge difference. Thank you, Diana. What a fun interview to learn about you and your dogs and just the, the beautiful relationship that you have. I'm so grateful that you came on today. Thank you. Oh, I'm so grateful to be invited. My God. Thank you. And thank you for the work that you're doing because so important. So, so vital. May it spread far and wide. Like, oh, namaste, sister. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed Diana and her wonderful, huge, beautiful personality. And the stories about her dogs are just heartwarming and so relatable. My dogs, when I had two, oh gosh, it was interesting. I wish you a peaceful day. I wish you blessings and love.